morning, everybody. Ooh, sounded good. All right, we've got to move right along, but remember, we just have the, the tithe boxes in the back. We're going to pray over our giving quick before we get to our message this morning. Uh, so, Father, we just lift up um, your provision, the way we think about giving. This is a season of giving, of provision, of blessing and overflow. We often think of Christmas as a time where there's just gifts aplenty. And we just ask that um, we come back to that place this season that we were in when we were children and maybe we came downstairs and there was something for us. There was a gift. There was an expectancy. Christmas was, um, hopefully at least, a magical time. Um, and even if it wasn't, Father, we ask that you would, we would see that in you, that you are the good Father, the giver of gifts, um, that we would be coming to you this season expectant for good things, expectant yeah. to hear from yeah. you in every area of our lives, Jesus. In your name, amen. Grace and I are going to share with you for a few minutes this morning. Um, the title of our message is, and remind me to do, if I forget at the end, to do the announcements. We're going to do that at the close. Um, the title would be, Relax, God Will Work It Out. Yeah. And the summary could be, when we have submitted our lives to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, when we have submitted our lives to His Lordship, allowing Him to lead us, we can be assured that He will work things out for our good. He will bring things to completion and perfection in our lives. And many of you have heard me share about how when I was in college, I came to that decision point about am I going to have Jesus as just my Savior or will I allow him to be the Lord of my life or to control my life and what I do and what, where I go, who I marry. You maybe remember I... He was afraid that God would have him marry someone he didn't like and have to be a missionary in Africa. <laughs> Yeah. He likes me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I like I like Joyce too. But uh do I ever offend you? Uh-huh. I do too. Yeah. I think I might have already this morning at one point. But um that we still like we li actually like each other. We love each other. Mm -hmm. But we like each other too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, I heard. But the, but that's the thing. Though I heard, I've been listening to a tape series. Remember the old cassette tapes? I got some old cassette tapes of Kenneth Hagen. And uh, in fact, I was listening this morning, and it was one of those that reminded me. It got all jammed up in there, and then you pull it out, and you hope it doesn't break. But anyway, he made this statement. He said. The enemy's, the devil's greatest weapon is, now listen to this, when someone like him, who I respect greatly, said the enemy's greatest weapon is the power of suggestion. In other words, to put thoughts in your mind. And see, that's what he was putting in my mind there in college, was if I really do this, if I totally give my life over to God, 
for him to rule, to have control instead of me making the decisions, letting him direct things. He'd make me marry somebody I didn't want to and, you know, whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, I'm very thankful for the person that he had me marry. And that's, for many of you, I'm sure that's been quite a story too, how the Lord did that. And we have quite a story there. But that's what, that's what our message is this morning, that we can relax because he's going to work it out. And we don't have to strive to make it to happen. Hello? We don't have to work and strive and sweat and worry and be anxious, be in all this turmoil to make things work out in my life or our life or the church's life or the business or the workplace or whatever. When we yield to his lordship and just follow him, you know, daily follow, walk in the light and the light of his word, things are going to work out. And we came across a couple letters that we had written several years ago. Actually, I'll read this first. Dean, I'm going to skip down a little bit there. Is that Dean back there? Uh, down to when we choose to submit our lives to the Lordship of Jesus, we will not only experience freedom, and freedom from worry and envy and striving, etc., but we will eventually see the desires of our heart come to pass. And there's a scripture, this is one of my favorites, probably Psalm 37, starting at verse 4. This is the Passion Translation. May God the utmost delight and pleasure of your life. And in the footnote there it says, delight to be soft and tender before him. It's the picture of soft clay in the hands of a potter. And he will provide for you what you desire the most. Now this is the Bible. This is the word of God. Give God the right to direct your life. And again, the footnote there by B, it's roll over your burdens on the Lord. Give him the right to direct your life. You see, when we're directing, it can very quickly become burdensome. And as you trust him along the way, you'll find he pulled it off perfectly. Like that. <laughs> and that's what we find as we look back in our lives, as we've given things over to him, that's what he does. He will appear as your righteousness, as sure as the dawning of a new day, he will manifest as your justice, as sure and strong as the noonday sun. So, this lordship, this guidance, these are some indicators of the next level of intimacy with the Lord that the Lord is bringing us to. And we're so thankful that we can grow in him. And we're able to rest in him, assured that he will unfold things in our lives according to his plan. And this releases us from that stress and unrest, striving of our own flesh, this is one of the things that the Lord was teaching Joyce and me on our Seek the Lord time in early October. Uh, we went for just a couple days, what was it, Forest Lake, Minnesota, I believe. We were there for a couple days and um, <clears throat> just seeking him, uh, praying, talking. Is you know, One thing that we find is as we're driving in the car, it's a good time to talk. 
and share things. Um, but one of the themes that we saw was we don't have to strive. The Lord is going to work it out as we submit things to him daily. And we've known this through our lives, but you know, we have to be reminded, don't we, of things sometimes. Anybody ever have to be reminded of things? Yeah. You know, all the time. And that's why we come together for fellowship like this too, because we can remind each other and, and hear the things uh, like we heard a lot of, just during the praise and worship time this morning, a lot of good reminders of things. But the Lord was showing us this as we give things over to him, we submit them to him, he will guide us, he will lead us in the big things of life. And these letters that we're going to share actually share some of the bigger things in Joyce in my life. It was a move that we made from Grand Rapids, Michigan, back to South Dakota. You know, when we make a move like that, you know, that's a pretty big thing. And then for work or what do we do, you know, Joyce had graduated and had a teaching degree and such, and what do we do? We were, I, we talked about getting married in March, and these letters were written in April. Joyce was going to be moving back to my hometown in Volga, South Dakota. And uh, I thought this is probably the time for me to move back there too if we're going to continue our relationship. And uh, it's a little slow. Yeah, I was slow. <laughs> some people are fast, some people are slow, I guess. Joyce knew the very first time she saw me Right. First time I saw him at Northwestern College, I went to the, um, yeah, it was like a Bible study. He was a leader. And when I saw him, I wasn't filled with the Holy Spirit in the sense of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but right away it's like he's going to be your husband. Never said that to anybody, for sure not him, for years. <laughs> But that's what the Lord did. See, I was young. Well, I was young, and I just kind of this footloose thing, you know, fancy free type. That's where I kind of was at at that point. Some of you are looking at me strange, like what that you never were there. He was and, more analytical. Yeah, and I, I don't know about footloose. I know fancy. some of you guys weren't that way, <laughs> but I know some guys that were that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the right. We're all different. Yeah. But anyway, what was I talking about? <laughs> um, moving back, okay, yeah. And so, I don't know if you remember this, but it was March 11 when we, when I kind of asked you to marry me. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Well, it was hard for him. It was my way of doing it. I don't know if he ever said it. those words. <laughs> <laughs> well, I said we were sitting on this hillside. It was March 11. It was in Grand Rapids. It was a nice, it was early evening. It was nice. It was The sun was shining on us. We're sitting under a tree by a river. I don't know if it was the Grand Rapids River or what, but, but it was in those days when there was oil slicks, coming down the river, you know, I mean, it wasn't 
real romantic or whatever, but <laughs> I said, well, should we get married next December? <laughs> That's First time come, he it's ever came close to saying it, and I said, no. <laughs> and I said, should we get married next November? I said, no. Shall we get married next October? I said, that sounds good. <laughs> and so I went, okay, good. <laughs> so we got married in October of, the, of 75 it was. But then a few weeks later, we were seeking, well, we had been seeking the Lord for some time. Then Joyce, like I say, she was thinking, well, why don't you read this letter? Yeah, and, I'll uh, give just a th This is a letter Joyce wrote 44 years ago to her cousin Jim, who had been teaching in Volga, right? Yeah, I'll give just a little background information. I was an uh, art major at Calvin College in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I would walk to Breton Village Old World Art Gallery for my art supplies because I didn't have a car when I was a junior. And I developed a relationship there with the owner and her family. And so when it was my senior year spring, I was getting ready for my senior um, exhibit. Um, I went for more art supplies and she was saying, you're gonna be graduating. I said, yeah, she knew I had a teaching degree. And she says, well, Joyce, if you, if that doesn't work out for you, I'd love for you to be a full-time manager here. And I had known already in my heart I was not going to be teaching my first year out of college. I just absolutely knew it. So it was basically that, I says, that sounds good to me. I got a job for a year there, loved it. Uh, working with the entire family and all the other workers were Catholics and um, wonderful people, but it, it was something I needed to work with them. It was in an elite uh, uh, art gallery, wealthy people. My boss would go to Europe and shop for um, Spain for porcelain, um, original oils, and so he had me in a place that wasn't necessarily a comfort zone. I was used to jeans, casual college life. I had a dress up. But it was where the Lord had me. So, but then he put in my heart when I heard my mom say that my cousin Jim, who had been principal at the Christian school in Volga, South Dakota, for many years, was going to be... Um, leaving that job and going elsewhere to teach. And I just, it's like it just, I heard it, and I just, I didn't tell him, but I uh, wrote J Jim this letter. I'll just summarize it. Basically, heard about your leaving. Um, if you know if there's going to be an available teaching job in your school or even the public school or in the surrounding area, could you just keep me in mind? And um, 
Very soon, I got a phone call. Yes, yes. In fact, my position, you know, I've recommended you to the school board, and that's how I got my job there. Yeah. And I also wrote a letter. I had been home to visit the family at Easter time, which must have been in March that year, because this letter that I have here was dated April 2, 1975. And I, I say hello to everybody and happy birthday to mom. It was really good being home for that week. I really enjoyed it. The snow too, it's snowing here now. In fact, we've gotten seven inches today, about the biggest snowfall of the year, I believe. The Lord is continuing to lead. Because we had talked when we were home, we had talked about our coming back this way. In fact, the Lord had already put it in our hearts, those seeds, like embryonic stage, that we would be moving up here to northern Minnesota. Um, you know, not for a job or not for anything like that. It was just simply we sensed that in our spirits that there was a, a direction. But the Lord's continuing to lead. I didn't really like leaving you in Sioux Falls. I started reading the book, and there was a book, The New Wine is Better, on the plane. It's good. I needed a confirmation from the Lord that he was speaking to me about the future. And that it wasn't just my feelings. I really believed that he was speaking to me about the things that I shared with you, but I needed a confirmation. That was a thing of a move. And he, he knew this too. When I stepped off the plane at O'Hare Airport, you know, that's, has anybody ever been through O'Hare? Some of you? It's huge. Just a huge airport. I had other experiences there uh, in that place. Maybe I'll tell you another time. But uh, when I got off the plane at O'Hare, I felt that the Lord spoke to me. I just had that impression. See, the, the enemy can bring power of suggestion or thought to us, and that's his greatest weapon, evidently. Well, that's what Kenneth Hagin was saying. But also the Lord can bring thoughts to us. You know, as we're looking to him, as our lives are submitted to him, you know, and we're seeking his face, his direction, well, the Lord spoke to me, and this is what he said. You will meet a Christian in the airport. And when I got inside the air, big airport, I started looking for somebody who looked like a Christian. <laughs> no, that sounds kind of funny now, but you know, back at that time, it was revival time and, and awakening time in the United States. A lot of people carried Bibles, and I'm talking about big black Bibles. It's a school. The schools were full of Bibles. Kids bringing Bibles to school, and I'm talking about big Bibles, <laughs> you know, or wearing big crosses or, you know, different paraphernalia. But anyway, I was in the flesh, you might say, looking. So when I got inside the airport, I was looking for someone who looked like a Christian, someone with a Bible, a cross, or something like that. I couldn't find anyone who even looked like a Christian.
So I thought, well, maybe that was just another thought from my own head. Maybe the other stuff was too. And see how the enemy, power of suggestion, he was trying to bring those thoughts. You're not hearing from God. You're supposed to just, maybe you're not even supposed to marry Joyce. Maybe you're supposed to just stay here in Grand Rapids. Anybody ever been there beside me? You know, the enemy will bring these negative thoughts. There's a warfare. Just then the Lord seemed to say to me, here's another word, just sit down, Steve, and and let me do my work instead of you trying to work it out. Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. I'm going to read it again. He said, just sit down, Steve. Let me do my work instead of you trying to work it out. So I sat down in a chair in this big O'Hare airport, and within a minute, a man about 60 or 70 walked up to the row of seats just parallel to mine, and he began to pass out tracks to the people in the seats. This short, chunky man came to our row and finally to me, holding out a tract and asked me, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal savior and are you saved? Ding, 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 here's the, here's the guy I'm looking for. Very <clears throat> I said, yes, and I think you better sit down. He sat down next to me, kind of puzzled, and I said, the Lord told me when I got off the plane that you were going to meet me and that this would confirm that he is speaking to me. Confirm. See, I said confirm. We aren't led by these kind of, I mean, that's not our primary means of being led. We are led by the Holy Spirit and that inner witness within us, not by a man that happened to come up to us in an airport. But that can confirm something to us. Okay? See the difference? Confirm. Say that word. Confirm what we already have in our heart. Okay? And this can be about anything. Yeah, who we marry, a job, whatever it might be in our lives. <clears throat> so I had just told him that, that the Lord had told me when I got off the plane that he would be speaking to me. He kind of gasped and said, oh yeah? He said that his name was Al Bassler and that he was a fulfilled Jew and that he had known the Lord for 40 years. He pointed to his wife who was seated in the row of seats just across from us and said, Faye, my wife has known the Lord for that long also. He is so good, isn't he? I agreed with him. It really blessed me to think that the Lord had led this old man. Notice then I called him old man, 60 to 70. Oh, that's pretty young. <laughs> he had led this old man to me when I just let him, when I just let him do it. He talked for a while and then he left saying that he was going to pass out some more tracks. 
I started reading the book again, and about 10 minutes later, this little Jew came up to me again and asked me if I had enough time to have supper with him and his wife. As you know, I had a three-hour layover there at O'Hare, so I said, okay. I spent about an hour and 45 minutes with these people. Praise the Lord. Many of the things Al said confirmed things to me. Two things, well, I'll just do the, well, two things stick out to me. One, he said, you know, Steve, the Lord is really like a shepherd. He looks at us like a shepherd, watches his sheep. When a shepherd sees his sheep in a green pasture where they are really enjoying it and their needs are being satisfied, he wants them to stay there. If not, he brings them to a place which is better for them. He wants to give them the desires of their heart. And so it is with our shepherd Lord, Steve. Did you catch that? And then I'll read this. Maybe somebody will have... This was number two. He said, I told you this one over the phone, and I'm talking to Mom, I think, uh, on April 4 when I called for a birthday, and it was about a little blue flower. Did you ever think of what that was taught? We can't remember what that is, I guess. But anyway, if we find, figure it out, we'll let you know. <laughs> Okay. But anyway, we went, this is just what we did, I'll finish the letter. Well, we went to Perry and Joyce to grow its place last night. Murray Mormon was there too, and Erwin Van Leeuwen, another seminary student, came over later. I believe that I will close this letter now. I'll go over to the store and get a card. I'll also put this Tiger Outlook for 1975 in the letter, too, for you, Mom. We were a great Tiger fan. Mom's still a Tiger. Detroit Tigers is that what that's talking about. But uh, the Lord led us. He guided us. And we didn't have to worry about it. We didn't have to take care, be anxious. And Joyce is going to share just a little bit about that area of casting care. Are you going to share about the Seek the Lord time, Bob? That's more we, important. Can, we already okay, shared okay, that. Okay, we can. Yeah, I, I started with that. And I never, we had kind of a parentheses in there. But on the Seek the Lord time, this is what the Lord was sharing with us too, these same things. And even sometimes when things don't seem to go, be going the way that we thought that they would, that still the Lord will keep us on track and there will be success. You know, it's like Proverbs 16, 3, where it says, Roll your works upon the Lord, commit and trust them wholly to him. He will cause your thoughts to become agreeable to his will, and so shall your plans be established and succeed. And then Psalm 138, 9, The Lord will perfect that which concerns you. In Psalm 1-6, being confident of this very thing, that he who be, has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. And so he was sharing these things with us, you know, concerning ourselves, our family, our lives, or the church, and whatever. And uh, 
Then on our way home, he gave us a living illustration, you might say, of it. Because we, we had a Garmin at that time in our car, uh, a GPS device, and we had it set home. You know, we pushed it for home from Forest Lake. And we were going along, and we were doing fine. It, it had rained a lot that weekend. I mean, but uh, the highway was fine. And, uh, but then all of a sudden, you know, we were heading, we thought, toward Grand Rapids, Minnesota, and uh, all of a sudden here we were on a gravel road. And it was a pretty good gravel road at first, but then it turned into a not so good gravel road <laughs> after a while. And we thought, oh wow, do we turn back or do we just keep going? But Garmin had like three miles and then you turn. Well, I thought, well, we'll turn back onto something better then. And, uh, but no, it just kept getting kind of muddier and not nice, you know. And you know, and our lives can be that way sometimes. Seems like things are going along real good and all of a sudden here we get off. We seem like we're off track, but yet in the big picture, as you'll find out in this story, we didn't even know what the Lord had planned for us exactly that day. And we couldn't have manufactured it if we had tried to. But uh, we were going down this road and then finally showed another five miles and we turned while well, we went, continued on. And then all of a sudden on the side of the road here was, I'll let you tell about that. There was a great big pile of um, homemade duck houses. I mean, wood duck. wood duck houses. And the sign said, free. I says, we were up, I says, back up, I want one. <laughs> I just like to look at the, I don't know where I'm going to put it, but I'm, I really like old looking bird houses. And so I says, hey, I like this road. You know, all of a sudden we were thinking it wasn't the right road, but so I picked out the one I want and got back in the car. And the thing was, the road was muddy. It wasn't real nice and it was getting narrower and narrower. Yeah, but there was no sign of anything, any house, anything there. Yeah. So that was kind of strange. But. Yeah, but it was beautiful. Oh. The trees, if we had, yeah. if we could keep our focus on the beauty around us, even yes. in the midst of the bad road and oh no, where are we? Are we getting lost here? What's going on? Are we going on a whatever? The beauty around, beautiful. even in the midst of hello, 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 even in the <laughs> midst of these times when we think things aren't the way they're supposed to be, we can enjoy, like we said a few weeks ago, and everything give thanks, rejoice in the Lord always, and so forth. Well, it, sh it showed we would turn in five miles. Well, I think it was two more miles. Here's a, a great tar road. Mm -hmm. And we're heading north. I can see that. I didn't know where we were going, but we were going north. I knew that was right. So we just kept on going. And here, all of a sudden, we're in Reamer. Reamer, Minnesota. I said, oh, that's interesting. And Garmin, for some reason, it had us go like this, and then downtown, and then back this way. And I thought, do I do this? You know, sometimes the GPS, you got to think above it, you know, or beyond <laughs> it or whatever. But I thought, oh, well, we followed it this far. We'll just keep 
I'm going. So we, so we went down the street of Reamer and all the way back. And then we needed gas and we needed a bathroom. Yes. And so at the corner, we stopped before we continued on past Reamer. I put in some gas in the car. Joyce was in the restroom. How did that work out again? I came out of the restroom and heading, I was going to go for some coffee, and all of a sudden someone taps me real hard. On my back, I turn around, it was Alan Reach, our dear friend. Some of you know him here before they moved. And um, yeah, I said, what are you doing here? He says, well, I was lost, and I says, we were too. He'd been visiting a cousin up on the Iron Range, and he was on his way back. And so Steve came in. We just had a wonderful, wonderful time of fellowship. We sat down around a table, their little snack bar. I mean, we, for a long time, we were catching up or whatever. It was the right thing. It was the right time to be with Alan Reach. We could never have planned it. Because we both were lost. And the timing of it was just a matter of minutes. He didn't even pull up for gas. He just came for the bathroom. So that it was just, just a few minutes, and we would have easily missed each other. So that was kind of cool. He figured he would have been there about four minutes if we hadn't run into us. But we ended up spending like a half hour together. And there was a table there. and coffee, you know, and all that stuff, and so it was just a wonderful time. Yeah. And we got back on the road, and it was like, yeah. yep, here's an illustration yeah. of what the Lord's been teaching us the whole time. The other thing that keeps coming up real quickly, I'll share, we weren't supposed to even go on that trip because Steve had made reservations at a motel for our Seek the Lord time in Rapid City a long time before. And uh, during the course of that summer, uh, we had gone to Ron Palcher's memorial service there in Rapid City. And so when it came towards our October time, I just said, I don't feel like going that same trek all over. We were, we were just there. Well, he really liked the fact he'd spent a lot of time making reservations, which I respected. And, but it just got closer, and, and then he, I had a hair appointment at a beautician, and they had just come back from St. Croix Scenic Highway, an unexpected drive. They'd been in the cities, were trying to avoid all the heavy traffic, and just went out of town, her and her husband and daughter. She said, you gotta do it, Joyce. It's just so relaxing, so simple, so beautiful. So I came back, I says, I think I know where I'd like to go instead. Well, <laughs> I'm more spontaneous, kind of, but it just sounded right to me. So, because he was willing to switch on that trip, I mean, there's no way we would have seen Alan Reich if we were in, no, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, the thing is, the changes that the Lord has us shift, we may have our, even our mindset on something, 
but you can start to tell you can start to tell whether you're continuing to have peace about it and when the bible says peace that passes your understanding it means your brain your intellect your analyzing it goes beyond that there's something in your heart there's something in your heart that is saying, no, be willing to shift a little, to change a little. Um, so anyway, that part too. Thank you, Lord. That's one of the things we learn too as husbands and wives is to learn to shift a little. <laughs> and that's, there's times when I need to do that with him. I'm thinking, no way. And then, yeah, I know you've all had that. Yeah, and you can actually learn to really enjoy the shift, too, if you know it. I mean, it can, it, at least that's the way it works, it seems like. I know one of the things, since Joyce and Sarah have the thrift store, the upscale thrift store, their red umbrella, we, uh, on our trips, oftentimes, I'll hear this, Stop! Here's a thrift store. Because we and go so, shopping for hand-signed pottery, certain so, unique items. So we go around the block, come and find a parking spot, and we yeah. look at thrift stores. So we don't, you know, guys, a lot of times there's a destination, there's a place to get to. And, yes. uh, you know, you want to get there. And, you know, it's not so much enjoy the way and the ride, but... Uh, not when I'm with Joyce, we, especially if there's a thrift store open along the way. And uh, actually on that trip in Forest Lake, there were a number of thrift stores, and you think, well, how do you seek the Lord in the thrift store? Well, the yeah. truth is, I had some of my, I'm not going to get into the specifics of it, but the general thing is, here I was, okay, this is what I do. Sometimes I'll look a little bit, but there's not that much in the thrift store I'm really looking for. So, I try to get my steps in a day, you know, I've learned that, I need to get some exercise, you know, I sit too much. And so I'll just start doing laps around the store, <laughs> you know, while she's looking at stuff, or the parking lot, or whatever. Well, I was going around this store in Forest Lake, and, um, and then I, I stopped by a certain shelf, and I was bending down by the bottom shelf just looking and all of a sudden how did you put that this morning when you least expect it kind of I was not expecting a word from the Lord at that at that time but I'll get those things like that and then within five seconds like you said there's like there's this download and um, that, that's kind of how I, I got the thing of what we're doing on Wednesday nights right now that was a year ago already in our seek the Lord time it was just and I don't know where that was, if it was a thrift store or what, but, and he can do it in our prayer time too, don't get me wrong. But uh, be alert, wherever you are, the Lord can just give you, an, give you that idea, and you just know it's confirmed here in your heart, in your spirit, and there's such a peace about it. But then there's, then there's confirmations, like the thing of what we're doing on Wednesday nights now with our children, youth, and so forth. We didn't start it last November, but confirmations came and things came to the point it was the right time last, this last September now. 
And that's when we began it. But there were a lot of confirmations along the way, and then with timing and so forth. And the Lord leads us that way. So that's a good point. So we don't have to fret it. We don't have to fret. Yeah, I think we will come to close on this now. Lord, we just thank you that we receive your word from this this morning, what you would have for each of us this morning. And then, Pastor I'm going to go back actually to the announcements here. Um, we'll just start with, we do have a meal today, by the way. Adana Maria have a great meal prepared for us. Um, yes. Also, we in, you want to do that one? Yeah, we invite you to share your Christmas baking with us for our coffee bar and uh, coffee times in December. Right. And then for a few weeks, uh, Peter already mentioned that the offering and tithe boxes are in the back. But uh, for uh, a few weeks here, we're having special offerings for the youth ministry. And you can put it in an envelope and designate it that. It's for some sound equipment and other things. Uh, there might be a picture there of the youth ministry or the worshiping. But then a few things coming up. Uh, and then I'll get to the caroling Wednesday night. Uh, next Sunday, now this is important. Listen close. We're actually going to start the singing early. A few minutes before 10 o'clock, maybe five or 10 minutes before, uh, Julie and her team are going to be leading and we're going to start, like I say, 10 or five or 10 minutes before because we're going to have our annual Christmas story. It's called The Fireplace. And we'll have seven readers for that this time. And it's going to be good. Bring someone for this. Um, and uh, it's, a, it's a longer story, so we're going to get started probably by quarter after for that. So make sure you're here on time for the beginning of that story. But, but bring folks. And then on December 22, we're going to have our Christmas service. Uh, again, it's going to be a special time. <clears throat> and uh, actually, it's going to be the, the theme of it's going to be from the cradle to the cross. And we are going to have communion that day as well. But then here's the final note, and this is about caroling. There's going to be caroling this Wednesday and next Wednesday. And um, Susan Rock is leading this for us. Uh, and her number is 218-209-5487. You can call her if you have questions. But this Wednesday night... Our youth group, our youth groups, our focus is going to be toward this, and we're going to have the parents make sure either you come or make arrangements to have your young people come if if that's what um, works out. And we're going to start at Windsong Apartments there, Windsong at in five Bemidji. in Bemidji at five fifteen. And if you don't know where that is, you can... Well, it's just east of the hospital. It's apartment buildings just east of the hospital there. Lowell, we're going to come Lowell. and Christmas Carol. going to be there. Wednesday night by you. And I know Angie's <laughs> dad and is Angie's there. And Angie's father. Alden Kruger. And, but anyway, that's 5.15. We'll start 
And so uh, there will be no children's um, Wednesday night service here this Wednesday. Yeah. There's other factors that came into that too, but uh, there, so there won't be those. There will be the adult classes on Wednesday night. There will be the adult classes. So if you have any more questions about that, talk to me or Susan Rock. And also want to thank the decorators for those that yes. spend time decorating the beautiful decorations, you know, not only here but throughout the church. We just yes. thank you for for doing that. It's just beautiful. Thank you, Mark, for fixing the Mark Van Tassel. He fixed a part so that the great big tree out there in the foyer actually stands up instead of lays down. Yeah, yeah that's right. You know, I might mention this too. If anyone has a, a DVD of a fireplace, but like a stone, a big stone fireplace, like in like a Something like that, we're, we're needing to find that for the Christmas story next week. For the so, screen. Yeah, for the screen, for, for the we're going to project it on the wall. Yeah, YouTube is a possibility. There are some things where there's restrictions on that, but we'll, we'll see once. So, hallelujah, yeah. thank you. And Lord, we just pray over the meal yes. that's coming up. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the food that you give to us, the fellowship. In Jesus' name, if you would like prayer, you can come forward for altar ministry. And God bless you and keep yes. you throughout this week. Yes. In Jesus' Blessings. name. Amen. God bless.